Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of There Is More To It. I am Easton. A quick disclaimer before we get going, and this disclaimer will be with every episode that we do. These episodes are not intended for anything other than educational purposes. I suggest that you talk with a physician if you are thinking of implementing any of the changes discussed in any of these episodes. Now, with that taken care of, welcome to episode five of There Is More To It. We are going to continue on on our discussion of type 2 diabetes and different factors within it. So, one thing that we have discussed briefly earlier on is the fact or the potential effect of hyperinsulinemia. So, it's sort of a chicken and the egg type thing, Uh, you know, does our insulin increase because of our diet or does it increase because of our increased resistance to things? Uh, I think it sort of all plays in an integral role. I think that it's really difficult and the, the literature sort of points out that it's difficult to uh, ascertain, you know, what sort of happens first. Uh, as we discussed, I believe, in our first episode uh, about the diabetes code, uh, Dr. Jason Fung uh, says quite a few different things and uses the analogy of effectively our, our body tells our pancreas to increase the insulin that is being released so that it can jam that high uh, or that elevated amount of sugar into our body cells and our body cells, uh, you know, being exposed to that high level of insulin tend to sort of resist, saying, hey, uh, we can't pack any more in. Well, hyperinsulinemia uh, is not uh, has not been shown to be the primary cause of type 2 diabetes, but it is definitely associated with the development of the condition. Uh, so, it, it can be viewed as a compensatory response, uh, as we talked about that is the body's way of saying to the pancreas, hey, uh, wake up, we need to get the blood sugar down. Uh, But you could also say uh, that the body's insulin resistance uh, happens because it's constantly being bombarded with that insulin. And if it were to always respond to it at the same heightened level as before, that could actually lower your blood sugar to the point that it is unsafe, to a hypoglycemic state. Uh, So that is also an important uh, factor. Uh, In reality, the best way, I think, to overcome hyperinsulinemia, which definitely plays a role in the development of type 2 diabetes, uh, is to modify uh, the way that we go about increasing our insulin. So uh, we we do that um, by making those diet changes that we talked about earlier. Um, and again, just to reiterate, any of these changes should be made uh, with your physician. But in the diabetes code, and as I've been uh, researching uh, different things, uh, the thought of when we treat people with type 2 diabetes that may have excess insulin with more insulin. Uh, It's possible that we could be making some of the issues worse. Uh, Maybe we are uh, putting a short-term band-aid 
on a problem that should have a different solution. So uh, we will actually get into those things in future episodes, but an important thought-provoking thing of why do we treat uh, type 2 diabetes with insulin? Um, And it is not, and this is something that I do think is really important to emphasize, uh, it is not usually first line. Uh, There are certain indications where someone could be started on insulin at the time of diagnosis, but uh, it is usually extreme and uh, at a very uh, uncontrolled uh, level. But we will get into those uh, future things uh, more in the more uh, during upcoming episodes. Uh, One thing that has sparked my interest is the different diet recommendations that have been given by the American Diabetes Association or the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, And one of those things that has been repeated uh, throughout time, and we'll get into kind of how uh, things have changed over the last 50 years, is an emphasis on carbohydrate levels. Uh, people and these different administrations uh, have uh, vilified fat and there has been uh, some debate actually within the literature of whether or not even animal fat, certain types of animal fat, are even uh, bad for you. So there was a long-held belief that saturated fat uh, would uh, dramatically increase your cholesterol levels and it could dramatically increase your risk for heart attack. However, uh, there have definitely been especially recent studies that have at least called that into question. Uh, and uh, there is some thought of, hey, if we're eating too many carbs and especially in our Western or Americanized diet, we eat a lot of refined carbohydrates. You know, you uh, take a sugary drink, for example, and we're adding even more sugar into to fruit juices and things like that to make it taste a little bit sweeter, to be a little bit more desirable. Well, we do those things and, and we're effectively just increasing uh, the amount of insulin that our body has to uh, use to take care of all the carbohydrates that we're eating or all these sugars that we're eating. Uh, So uh, continuing on, um, let's talk about the different diet recommendations over the last 50 years uh, uh, by the FDA. In the 1970s, uh, the FDA started to recommend, you know, reducing overall fat. We want to prevent heart disease. um, And what's also important here, we didn't distinguish between quote-unquote healthy and and quote-unquote unhealthy uh, fats. Uh, there also wasn't a great amount of guidance as far as, hey, what else should we eat? Do we eat whole grains? Do we eat fruits, vegetables, that sort of thing? It's sort of just kind of up in the air. In the 1980s, and this uh, recommendation uh, kind of carried on for a very long time is when uh, the food guide pyramid was presented. So this put a huge emphasis on eating grains, fruits, vegetables, and trying to lower uh, the amount of fat and sugars. Um, This was a uh, improvement, you would say, you know, on the 1970s, uh, but uh, it possibly did lead to a lot of excess carbohydrate consumption. You know, you look at the 1990s, uh, this sort of, again, emphasized grains, fruits, vegetables, um, but really those carbohydrates in large amounts, um, you know, that's what made your base of your pyramid. That's what you should eat the majority of the time. And then to eat, you know, the fat sparingly uh, and to have all these other uh, 
fruits, vegetables, and then lean protein uh, in between. You know, it it didn't uh, emphasize on, hey, fats can actually be healthy. Fat can be a important part, especially depending on the type of fat of a good and healthy diet. Uh, So all those things matter. And uh, the FDA had not quite uh, gotten that recommendation there. Um, In the 2010s, this is when the MyPlate replaced that food pyramid. Um, And to simplify it, it fills half of it with fruits and vegetables. You know, if we're taking our, our round plate, we're cutting it in half. And then the other half goes between our protein and our grains. And then they also have recommended low-fat dairy um, and the grains being emphasized as whole grains. Um, and then in 2020, um, the FDA released its uh, one of its most recent dietary guidelines. Um, and this is, again, a to recommend a healthy dietary pattern. Um, that's essentially you know eating high fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean protein, and then a, a new emphasis on healthy fats. And then they also recommended to restrict sugars, especially uh, uh, highly refined sugars. So uh, another thing that they also recommended and they continue to recommend uh, is to decrease the amount of saturated fat. Uh, we'll get into saturated fat a little bit here um, at the end of our episode. There's definitely been some debate <clears throat> on this. We're, we've been told for a very long time, and saturated fat is usually found in our in our animal products. Uh, as there's been some debate in the past, it's been said, "Hey, uh, this will raise our LDL, and that is quote unquote our bad cholesterol, and that's going to increase our risk for heart disease and and all these different things." Well, uh, when you look at saturated fats, uh, you can look at it as uh, monounsaturated or um, you can look at these different types of fats, excuse me. Um, we have polyunsaturated and uh, monounsaturated fats that have been believed to be uh, very heart healthy. But uh, again, there is some debate within the literature of whether or not that's actually true. And some saturated fat, like coconut oil, um, is believed to actually be uh, fairly healthy. Uh, so as you go through and you're creating the different diet plans for yourself or you're talking with a nutritionist, uh, I do think that uh, fat can be an important element of our diet and especially of a healthy diet. Um, and to do our best to make sure that we're eating a well-balanced diet. And we did bring up this uh, with our previous episode when we talked about the Mediterranean diet as it is a regionally uh, exclusive type diet. Uh, one of the tips that I've heard before is uh, if you make food a little bit more boring, uh, sometimes we eat less of it. Uh, you know, if you're effectively restricted to just a handful of different types of food, but you're making sure that those foods are healthy, nutritious, uh, you might actually be doing yourself a favor. And that way you're eating maybe a little bit less, but you're making sure that you're getting everything that you need. Uh, you're eating a healthy amount of calories, you're eating your good macronutrients, and you're getting your your important vitamins um, I think that that can be a, play a huge role um, within creating health within our ourself and our society. So, uh, as we look at these different types of diets and we talk about fat and what different uh, recommendations have been made over the years, um, it's important to know that this is an ever evolving field. Uh, 
that every so often you're going to hear about a new fad diet or you're going to hear about these new recommendations. what I would suggest and what I think is very wise is to, to figure out what is best for you to live your health healthiest, uh, to work with your uh, physician, to maybe even work with a, a licensed dietitian or a nutritionist, and to be able to create a plan that works best for you, works best for your family. And again, uh, that completes uh, our episode of There Is More To It. Uh, Again, there will be more to it. We will be talking more about uh, diet types and recommendations and and different things that uh, the American Diabetes Association recommends for uh, patients with type 2 diabetes. So thank you for listening and goodbye.